This is Burt Kreischer, and you're listening to the Yuck Yucks Comedy Podcast. Visit us anytime at youtube.com forward slash yuck yucks to watch stand-up comedy clips of some of your favorite comedians. Be sure to visit us at www.yuckyucks.com. Twitter. Twitter. And follow us on Twitter using hashtag YYCP. What's going on, my little yuckamaniacs? This is uh, the Yuck Yucks Comedy Podcast. I'm your host, Jake Hirsch. Thank you for joining me. We've got a fantastic episode lined up for today. Uh, big shout out to, uh, man, somebody, I, you know what? I don't even know if I should give out the name, but uh, I just got a really nice compliment. Um, somebody emailed me a very, uh, shall we say, big comedian, big name in the business. Huh? I'm doing the Margaret Mumble. Uh, the, so I just say it's a, a big, uh, big comedian, big name, big, uh, big shot. Uh, anyway, uh, somebody who I, you know, look up to and I, I uh, uh, admire uh, greatly and, uh, and uh, uh, think is, uh, think the world of uh, for all intents and purposes, very, very fine gentleman. And uh, he just wrote me out of the blue. He just said, Hey man, I've been listening to some of the podcasts and uh, you know, you've had some really, really good ones. Uh, he gave me a little bit of constructive criticism. He said, you know what, uh, you know, some guests, you ask the same questions over and over, uh, knowing it's difficult, obviously to come up with new questions all the time, but I try to, I try to figure out, okay, here's the thing. When I tried to figure out what best questions I could use to get the most information out of my guest. Uh, unless we just kind of go off on a tangent in a conversation. Uh, and, and you guys have heard that. Some of the podcasts have felt like they're interviews. Other ones have felt like we're just hanging out and bullshitting. And I leave that up to the guest. If they just want to come on and and, uh, and go down the rabbit hole with me, I will spend an hour on one topic. It doesn't have to go to 20 questions. But, um, yeah, it's just one of those things. Some episodes turn out like interviews. Some episodes turn out like uh, like a like a party, like just a good old-fashioned tea party. Um well, if you guys have not been keeping up with the news, let me uh, just go on the record <laughs> by saying I told you so. Yeah, yeah. No, I lost the whole Hillary Clinton was going to win uh, thing. I lost that one completely uh, and completely embarrassed about it. Uh, this one, though, I did call. This one, the uh, Donald Trump just getting probably impeached. I kind of figured about eight months out. We're looking closer to like three weeks. <laughs> Uh, just the world is in turmoil down South, but uh, I am very proud of our prime minister for, uh, going down there and, uh, apparently giving him the handshake heard around the world. I didn't, I don't know. I, I didn't see a huge deal about it. It looked like uh, Justin had a solid handshake, which was, I guess, a good sign that, uh, we're not a bunch of pussies up here. Um, and yeah, I mean, we've got some weight to swing around. We're the number one trading partner in the world. I did not, uh, I did, I, I'm sure I did know that. I just didn't, uh, wasn't thinking of it. Um, hey, today's guest, Shannon Laverty, folks, one hell of a fantastic comedian, very funny, very talented. Well, when I was out in Toronto during the festival showcase, uh, I saw her host one night and she was absolutely magical. I remember leaning over to, I think it was Camille or Kira or somebody. And I said, who is that? I go, she is fantastic. Uh, great host uh, and and a fantastic comedian. Uh, we talk all about her career, uh, her time in the business, and uh, kind of just you know what she's looking forward to doing and some of her most memorable gigs. Uh, we have a fantastic chat, and I hope you guys stick around and listen to it. Uh, that's it. Let's go talk to Shannon Laverty. <laughs> 
pampering on themselves. I have a day job. So <laughs> that, that probably helps out. That pays for all of it. <laughs> oh, well, you know what? It's funny. I had the opportunity to see you perform. I think you hosted, um, it was a festival showcase in Toronto when I was out there. Oh, that's right. Back in October. Correct. I think it was October. Yeah, yeah something like that. I took a train. Yeah, like right before Halloween, I think it was. That's right. That's right. I took a train across the country, and uh, I was on zero hours of sleep. And I, uh, came... Why did you just fly? Because <laughs> the yucks wanted me to see the country. Because I'm from the States. <laughs> well, they, wanted to, they wanted you to see all of Ontario? Is that what they wanted? <laughs> I just remember waking up looking out at prairies. And small little towns, yeah, it wasn't uh, it wasn't as cracked up as what I thought it was going to be. But uh, so so before we jump into everything, where are you from? Like where? Like I know you're based out of Toronto right now, but is that where you've always been from, or, or where are you from? No, I grew up in Saskatoon actually. Saskatoon. Mm. Yeah, so, and then I moved here. It was just 25 years in October. Wow. <laughs> and you never thought about leaving there? What's that? You never thought about leaving Toronto? Has that just become home for you? No, Toronto's my home now. Like, it's weird because I didn't think that this would be the stopping place for me. Like, I thought there would be, like, the next step after this. And I was like, no, I love Toronto. Really? Yeah. I could see that, though, because when I was there, I was like, you know what? I can get down with this place. It seems like a pretty cool town. I love it. It's great. And you guys got so many fabulous rooms there. It's different than when I first moved here. Mm -hmm. And maybe it's because I'm different and because I just know the city and stuff like that. Right. But, um... Yeah, when I first got here, I was all like, oh, my God, everything's amazing. And what? This guy's talking to me. Hello. Hi. How are you? <laughs> Maybe this is the best part of town, Shannon. We should just move along. So so when did you start getting into comedy? I mean, like growing up in Saskatoon, I mean, what was that like? I mean, it's not uh, it's not exactly a, a huge Mecca city, but uh, it, it's uh, it's a pretty good size. Well, Saskatoon's a really big theater community. Right. So I actually started out doing um, a lot of amateur theater and community theater. Gotcha. And then what happened was I became a, I went to hairdressing school and then became uh, a hairdresser and started working at a hotel called the Sands Hotel in Saskatoon, right. which had a Yuck Yucks club in it. Oh. And then I would go down and watch the shows all the time. First, I was terrified to go down and watch the shows because Kenny Robinson came by when I first started at the salon and he was hitting on me and... <laughs> I'm like, I don't know how to cut black people's hair. I'm confused. <laughs> and then, you know, I'm from Saskatchewan. We don't have this here. Yeah, there's like and one then, black person in town. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And then, so, then a couple of the girls who worked in the office there were kept saying to me, come down and watch a show. And I'm like, I'm scared they're going to talk to me. I don't want to be talked to by the comics. I'm terrified. <laughs> and so I finally went. And, of course, the comic came off the stage. Jay Wendell Walker was the comic. Right. And came up to me and started talking to me. And I was so terrified. And then he realized it was with somebody who worked at the hotel. And so he just moved on. I was like, oh, thank God he's gone. <laughs> but I was like, and then I just became obsessed with going to see comedy after that. Now, were you a fan of comedy before? I mean, obviously with the theater and I mean, there's a performance aspect of it. But I mean, comedy's a different animal. I mean, you're, you can't, yeah. there's no, you really can't rely on anybody else up there. I mean, you're, no, you're on your own. Yeah. Well, most of the, most of the theater that I did was comedies. Oh, okay. So I so think you... I did one drama in the whole time that I did theater, but most of it was comedy. So the best part about it was I had this director. She was in her 80s, mm-hmm. and she um, created this show called uh, this, this sort of form of theater called Book in Hand Theater for 
mostly it was for older people who still wanted to do acting, but she still wanted newer people coming into it. Sure. And she taught me comedic timing, like 100% told, taught me how to, to wait for a laugh, right. wait for a laugh. She would always say that, just wait for the laugh. And so the very first time I did stand-up, which was the reason I did it was because they were having a contest and you could win a trip to Toronto. I was like, yes, I can go to Toronto. This will be amazing. <laughs> and so they, the, my first time on stage, I just learned, I knew how to wait for a laugh. And everybody's like, oh, my God, you're timing. You're timing. I'm right. Like, uh, so thanks to Kay Nouch, who's now passed away, but... So you, I mean, so that, I mean, that's a huge part of the entire game. I mean, is, is your timing. I mean, that's the, I think that's the one thing that most comedians work on their first couple of years is just finding their voice, finding the right timing and stuff like that. So you kind of had a bit of a, a bit of an edge going in then. I did have a bit of an edge going in that way. Yeah. What about confidence? Were you, were you a pretty confident person when you first got up oh, there? Yeah. Because of I the, I was very confident. Like people were like, you're so calm and confident. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> my hands are shaking. That's why I put my hands in my pocket. It wasn't because of confidence. <laughs> are you kidding me? I was terrified. It was so weird and different because doing theater, like you said, you know, you have somebody to depend on. There's somebody else on stage you're playing off of all the time. Sure. This was sort of like, uh, uh, yeah, there's no fourth wall. Like you're talking, they're right there. Like right. you're talking to them. Yeah, so. that's incredible. And, and so, and like, how long did you spend in Saskatoon doing comedy before you decided to make the jump? And was it comedy that got you to Toronto, or or, or was it? It was. It yeah. was. So what happened was, I started, and then about a year later, they closed the Saskatoon Club. The Yak Yaks closed down. Right. And so um, a lady by the late name of Linda Konarski, who used to work for Yak Yaks, mm-hmm. lived in Vancouver, and she said, why don't you move out here? you got to keep doing comedy. Don't quit doing comedy. Right. So I said, okay, I'm going to do that. So I packed up all my stuff, and I got, in, you know, I got on a plane, and I flew to Calgary or took a bus or I don't know. <laughs> anyway, I ended up in Vancouver um, via Calgary and then got to her place and got set up and changed all my addresses. And then six days later I got in the car with her and drove across the country to Toronto. Oh my God. And because she was going to do a tour and her son was coming with her, but she's like, it'd be nice to have somebody else to drive if you want to come. And I'm like, I'd love to go. I was just waiting for you to ask me. Wow. So it was just packed full of adventure for you. Yeah, and then I ended up in Toronto. Like, I mean, did shows. Anytime they would sort of let me do, like, a guest spot or something sure. on any of the shows, and uh, I would do that. So, you know, after crying and saying goodbye to my parents, oh, I'm leaving, goodbye, I'm never coming back. <laughs> and then I was back two weeks later, hey, I'm back to talk to you. <laughs> and then, um, yeah, I got to go to Winnipeg, then went through, like, the States, and then up and through London, Ontario, and did Niagara Falls, and just went to, like, like all across, the, it was such a great trip. And then once I got to Toronto and I showcased for the, some of the agents and they were like, oh, we wish we would have known you were coming. We could have given you some work. And I'm like, right. I didn't know I could get work. <laughs> <laughs> I just said, I'm still a year and a half in now. So, <laughs> And then I just looked at her one day and I said, I, I think I want to stay here. And she's like, you should stay. Really? This is the best spot for you. So I did. I just stayed. And Mark Walker put me up on his futon for oh, I love six Mark. months. And yeah. Then I got my own place, and and that was it. I was in Toronto. That's incredible. So your parents must have been flipping out, or were they pretty confident that you would land on, on, on your feet out there? You know what? They Yeah, I think they did. I mean, I always had hairdressing to fall back on, so sure. that was a nice 
thing to always have, and I've always continued to do that just because, like I said, you know, I went for a massage today. And I got some things done. I'm going to go buy some groceries a little bit later, actually, as I sit on my couch. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Well, I mean, there's no shortage of credits. I mean, you... you, Obviously, have won a couple of credits. I'm short of. I'll tell you that. Right well, <laughs> well, I mean, you've been nominated four <laughs> times, Canadian Comedy Award. You've traveled all over the world. I mean, uh, and then obviously you've got tons of credits. Laugh Out Loud, CBC Radio, Winnipeg Comedy Fest. I mean, there's uh, you did Club Fifty Four. Yeah, oh, Club Fifty Four. Was oh, that with yeah. that? Who was that guy? Ben Guyette. Ben Guyette. I just saw. Well, I shouldn't say I just saw. I did see some. Uh, there was a fight. There was some type of an argument between him and I think it was Hunter Collins on Facebook or something. Oh, like that. Good. And oh, I was just like, yeah, I was just like, I didn't even know this guy was still around. I completely forgot about him until I saw his face. And then just started reading his uh, Facebook timeline. And I was just like, wow, this guy is pretty far right wing, pretty yeah, a little crazy. But uh, that's a lot of history there. So, I mean, over the years, I mean, you saw the, obviously, the the Toronto comedy scene uh, grow from that time. I mean, you mentioned a name like like Mark Walker, who's who's just a, a lovely gentleman. Who else was on the scene back then? And were there people that kind of opened up, uh, uh, oh my God. it put you under their wing, so to speak? Um, David Mary was always a wonderful human being to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kenny Robinson. He's always, uh, his name always pops up somewhere on yeah, this podcast. Kenny's been around forever, you know? Right. Like, I mean, I, honestly, Kenny was the first, I, I was scared to go and see him do stand-up because, mm-hmm. you know, he frightened me a little bit. <laughs> 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 and then when I finally went and saw him when he was in Saskatoon, I finally went to see his show. Right. I don't think I had laughed any harder. I was so, like... He was saying things that I was just like, oh, my God, I think those things, but I'd never said them out loud. This is amazing, right? So it's just like, uh, yeah, he was always somebody that was there for me. Mm -hmm. Um, There was always people looking out for me. You know, a lot of the guys were super wonderful to me. I I don't even know where to begin, like Wayne Fleming, Lou Eisen. um, I mean, Jeremy Hotz was fairly up and coming at the time. Wow. Um, let me see. Who else? I mean, Mike Bullard, Pat Bullard. I mean, That's Pat I didn't know as well. I, right. I knew Pat, but not very well. Like, I knew him a couple, I met him a couple of times. Like, Steve Schuster was doing stand-up at the time. Um, That's incredible. There was, oh, like, I mean, Lawrence Morgenstern, Ron Vaudry. Like, I can name them all. Like, right. there was, like, tons and tons of guys that were around at the time. That's incredible. And then you you ended up uh, touring, uh, obviously, uh, all across Canada. But but you you made some stops down in uh, Johannesburg, Cape Town, South Africa. How did yeah, that? I was there for three happen? weeks, actually. Yeah, I went over there for three weeks. I got that through um, a good friend of mine, oh Kerry Talmadge, who's passed away. Mm. Um, he would go over to England, and then he would work over in South Africa quite a bit. And he recommended to me to this gentleman by the name of Joe Parker, who was running some comedy stuff there. Right. And so, just sort of through word of Carrie, and then me sending a video, which he never got. Mm-hmm. Um, it just sort of was back and forth. And then he's like, "Okay, I'm just going to fly you over." And I just went over. And then after the first week, he's like, do you want to stay an extra week? And I'm like, okay. And then afterwards, I was like, oh, shit, I don't want to be here another week. I'm just, <laughs> oh, my God. I'm, in South, I'm so far away. And, I mean, yeah. 
you really like I had to go to an internet cafe. There was no Wi-Fi really at the time. Right, right. And so like texting was just coming out. Like there yeah. was a test market thing in South Africa with texting. <laughs> and I'm like, why don't you guys just phone each other? They're like, it's just easier to send a text message. I'm like, I don't even understand what you're saying. <laughs> And now it's like, oh, God, I can't believe you don't have a cell phone. Just text me. (laughs) It's so funny. I was just talking about texting the other day to somebody, and they said, do you remember, like, it was almost like, you know, some type of a catastrophic event. Do you remember where you were when you got your first text, text message? And I said... I think I was bouncing at a bar and, and, uh, I, I all of a sudden my phone made some weird sound I'd never heard it make before. And I look at my screen and there's a message there and it was just something like, you know, Hey, can you work tonight or something like that? And I was just like, who is this and how does this work? Like I had no (laughs) idea how it all worked. And then of course there was no texting plans back then. So I was texting everybody because I was like the first guy to, you know, I was trying to be, be the first to, to text people. And, uh, and I just remember getting my bill and it was like $500 <laughs> it was like, oh my God, I know. like 5,000 text messages. And I was like, Oh shit. Uh, yeah, maybe, uh, this isn't the best way to communicate, but, uh, that's fascinating though. I mean, just to be on the scene and, and to, uh, to be able to, to go overseas. I mean, and I, I think the big question that, that I'm always intrigued about was, did you find that your comedy resonated with audiences there just as well as it did in Canada? Yeah. Oh yeah. Actually it was such a different because there was zero women doing comedy there. Right, right. Or maybe there was one or two in Cape Town. That was about it. Mm-hmm. So uh, there was, it was, it was, it was like starting comedy in the 90s again. Like, it was, <laughs> it was like, oh, a woman, oh. And then, you know, I'd get guys yelling stuff out to me like, um, oh, why don't you learn to speak proper English? And I'm like, <laughs> Why don't you go fuck yourself? And the place <laughs> went crazy. This goes nuts. And I'm like, that was just like easy. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm like, oh, okay. Oh, this is going to be easy then. Like some clubs were super easy and some were like a nightmare. Like just a nightmare. Yeah. Yeah. So. But I mean, like in your comedy career, grow like, you know, as you, as you were progressing through your career, I mean, I think it's pretty natural. Most people have a vision in their head as to, you know, people that they not necessarily emulate, but look up to or, or, you know, they look at and, and they say, wow, you know, I'd really love that style. I really love the genius of that type of comedy. When you thought of that person uh, that you aspired to be like in the comedy world, uh, who did you think of, and 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 what was it that that brought you to that uh, to that uh, um, consideration to 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 think that you know, hey, like this person, like Louis C.K. or Roseanne Barr or or whoever it was, who were your heroes, and 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 what drew you to them? Well, it, it's interesting. Um, it was never American comics. Mm-hmm. It was always Canadian because they were my influence. Those were the people that I saw. Right. Just by when I first started doing stand-up, I would go to the club, so it would always be. And Kenny was really one of those people who I who I was just like I need to I need to be the female side of his voice. Like right. that's what was important to me. And then also watching somebody like Pat Bullard on stage, who was so quick and his right. timing was amazing, and his ability to work with a crowd and an audience and Mike his brother the same way right and I you know Mike once said to me he goes just just give it a just give it a count just give it a beat before you answer a question sure that's the best way to do it right and so for me I love working within the crowd that's my thing like that's where I feel my happiest and right to to incorporate and have 
weird little things that happen, like psychic moments, as I like to call them. Right. Things happen where you're just like, how did you all of a sudden think of that? But just my brain will not even think, but my mouth will spit something out. Right, right. Knowing it. Yeah. I found it so fascinating because when I was watching you perform, uh, you have such a such a charming ability to relate to people, like just doing crowd, you know, like riffing with the crowd and stuff like that. I know there was one gentleman there that, that you ended up singling out. And uh, I think there was a little bit of flirting going on or, or, you know, what have you. But it was so it was done so well that whoever it was in the crowd, they just had this like bashful little kid look on his face like, oh, my God, the co- you know, the comic is flirting with me or whatever. But you do it with such ease. And and in, in, in such a great way that that it was because I'm a whore. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, no, I'm not. How long did it take you to get comfortable? <laughs> How long did it take you to get comfortable to riff with the crowd? I know we have a ton of of new comics that listen to this podcast all the time. We've got uh, the the young yuck and comers, so to speak, that that listen to the show and are always looking for advice from from comedians who have who have been around the block uh, in the comedy game and and. It, it, one of that's the biggest thing is like I talked to a lot of comics that are like, oh my god, I'm scared to make eye contact. I'm afraid to talk to the crowd. But you do it with such ease and charisma that it it just seems like it flows right right out of you. Well, you have to remember that there's a whole audience there because some people just play to directly in front of them. Right. You have to remember there's and this is definitely has to go back to my theater in days is that you have to remember the stage right and the stage left. There's mm-hmm. other people within this audience. So sure. you have to play to and if even if you're playing to like a huge theater where it goes up, you have to be able to have your voice carry up right. and to make it feel like they're a part of it. And and some comics don't. They are just very much I'm a comic here it is this is right. where I go. Sure. And other people are like, I'm just gonna come in and hug the whole audience and bring you in with me. So yeah. that's what I always try to do. That's bring that's everybody amazing. along. Yeah, that's fantastic. One of the things that you hold uh, near and dear to your heart is uh, when you get to perform for for the troops, for military shows and stuff like that. I know you had an opportunity uh, to perform at a NATO base in Germany. Uh, that was so... Okay. So talk a bit about there's that. There's such a history behind that as well. So years ago, I'll say like 20 years ago, oh my mm-hmm. God, um, I was in a place called Goose Bay, Labrador. Right which uh, is a huge NATO, or was a huge NATO base at one point. That's right. And so we were there performing. I was with Billy Cowan and uh, Wayne Fleming, and we were there doing shows for, uh, we were supposed to do four shows. We ended up doing two. Mm -hmm. We did one for the the Canadian, uh, uh, like the the sergeants and the generals and like all the upper guys. The brass, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the brass. So we did a show for them. And then we did a show for the general guys, like just the normal, like, I don't know what they're called. Yeah. The lower guys. Right. But it was it was the Canadian club, but everyone was welcome. Uh-huh. So there were German soldiers and British and American right. and Canadian and Russian. And it was very cool. It was just so, it was just probably one of the best weekends of my life, just as far wow. as shows go. The, the higher ups, kind of boring. Right. But the regular guys were amazing. And so what happened was we were supposed to stay in this one uh, barrack. It was supposed to be where the major's quarters were, but for some reason he was showing up that weekend. Mm-hmm. So we got put in general quarters, which then we ended up meeting all these guys right. from uh, who were Tornado. Right. So we get to be friends with them all. A bunch of them are American. A couple of them are German. 
and they take us uh, out to the AWACS, the big radar plane. Right. We got to go for a big tour of it in the inside of the plane. No way. Because they're the ones that do like all the maintenance and stuff. So yeah. they took us out on the plane and showed us like lots of cool stuff on it, you know? Wow. And they kept saying, we want you to come over to Germany. We're in Geilenkirchen at the NATO base there. We want you to come over and perform for us there. We want you to come. And we tried for years to get this to work out. It never happened. Right. And so 10 years after that first show, I show up and I'm now in Geilenkirchen at the same NATO base. Right. And none of those guys are there. And it was just such a weird thing. To, but I wrote to one of the guys, and I'm like, I am now going to Geilenkirchen, and you're no longer there. And oh, he was like, man. oh, my God, I'm going to fly over. <laughs> no way. I'm like, do it. Come over for the weekend. Wow. But he didn't. But no. <laughs> he never showed up. <laughs> he never showed up. That's okay. He's too busy working. <laughs> yeah, protecting the world. That's fascinating, though. That what was... was Germany. I mean, that, that, uh, how long did you end up staying there for? So here's the best part. Thank you, taxpayers, by the way, for this trip. <laughs> um, they flew us in to Amsterdam, right. picked us up in the morning in Amsterdam. Um, uh, Herbert was our driver who was German and spoke no English. <laughs> And uh, all I know how to say was, what is this, Herbert? And he was like, oh, that's <laughs> his beats. I'm like, oh, good, good. Now I know. Um, <laughs> so he picked us up, drove us to Germany, because it was about two and a half hours, I guess, to right. the NATO base. So, and then we checked in, uh, slept, got up, went. I was with Tony Crollo and uh, Chuck Byrne, which mm-hmm. was, was a blast. And then we went and did our show, and then we went to bed, and then got up and went and did a show for their kids. No way. I'm so kid-friendly. Um, <clears throat> fortunately, I was hosting, so I just Thank talked God. to the kids a lot. And then the parents, some of the parents were like, do your show, and the other parents were like, maybe not do all your shows. Let's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> omit some of the... <laughs> and then, um, so we finished our two shows, and then they piled us back into the... Um, the van with Herbert and he dropped us off in downtown Amsterdam and uh, we got put up for two nights there and then flew home. Wow. So really I saw Germany for about 24 hours. I was going to say that sounds like a whirlwind trip. It was great. That is crazy. Are there any places? Fortunately I was with Tony and Chuck because they both knew Amsterdam. They had been there before and so they kind of knew the whole lay of the land. Right. Right. Yeah. It was perfect. That's amazing. Are there any places on your bucket list where you would love to go and do comedy? <clears throat> Years ago, I wanted to go to England. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't. Although after performing for a bunch, a bunch of the Brits down in uh, the Dominican, when we used to run a show down there, right? Um, I realized I don't really like them. <laughs> 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 they're, not the, they're not the nicest people. Not that. the friendliest people out there. No. <laughs> it's see, that's weird because I always hear about like Calgary. Anyway, there seems to be a lot of people out here that 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 seems to be like a. A natural draw is to either go to the states or go, you know, go over to England. And and uh, I've, I've known a few to go over to England. Did you have you ever had that where you felt that you wanted to to venture out into you know the markets down in the states and stuff like that? The states, not quite so much. I know it's weird, and everybody wants to go down there. And I right. mean, I would like to go to New York and perform down there. Sure, that would be fun. I would enjoy that. Um, I'm not big on LA. I've never been, but it's not. It's never been one of those places that has been a yearning calling for me, where I'm like, oh my god, right. I have to go to LA because I'm just not. Um, I'm not a pretty. I'm like not the one. I'm. I'm I don't care about my appearance as much as they do. Right. Mm-hmm. Like it's. 
they're all the pretty people. And, like, uh, yeah, I like to get dressed up and do my hair, but I'm also, like, I don't want to have to do my hair after I leave the gym either. Right, right. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't care if I have my makeup on. That's where I feel like New York is more like that, like, whatever, just throw on a ball cap and yeah. go out. No one stops and looks at anybody in New York. It just keeps on mm-hmm. trucking. Yeah. Yeah, very true. I think I'd like to go to Australia. That'd be one place I'd like to go and do comedy. Yeah. Well. You know, I was actually talking to a couple of bookers down there, and uh, they love Canadians. They they And I think there's probably, because there's so much cross, <laughs> I was going to say pollination, but there is a lot of cross-pollinating in Banff, because all the Australians come up here and just... Uh, they're all gorgeous looking people and uh yeah. and apparently it's just one big party town but uh but uh, Australia seems to be a huge draw for a lot of comedians. I know I was talking to uh Angelo Sarukas. He said that he had uh, sold out an entire tour just uh on Twitter in Australia. It sounds like a That's fascinating amazing. place. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a huge Greek following too, right? That's very <laughs> I got to be... come up with like the uh oh god what Whatever my background is that we just lied about, but we don't really know what my background is. So <laughs> go with the Irish. Go with it. The that Irish would be dynamite. That would be dynamite. So, so what's on the horizon for 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 you, and like, what's the plan? I know you were just out here, uh, out west for a little bit, and mm-hmm. uh, and and uh, how did that go for you? I had such a good time in Calgary. I, I just want to go on record as saying that the the Calgary staff. And the owners are fantastic at the Yak Yaks there. They're absolutely amazing. They are wonderful people. are so accommodating and yeah. so sweet. Yeah. And I had such a wonderful time, other than the snow that you guys provided for me. <laughs> right, right. And I'd like to thank Budget Rental Cars for not having <laughs> snow tires on their car. Oh, wonderful. made it impossible to get out of the snowbank twice. <laughs> and thank you to the city of Calgary worker who was kind enough to push my car out. Oh, what a sweetheart. And the other woman who helped me drive the car as I pushed the car. Out. <laughs> so thank you for that. Um, Lots of fun experiences. Huh? I'm going to Belleville tomorrow. <laughs> Belleville? Where's where's that at? It's like two hours. Oh, okay, okay. It's in yeah. Ontario then. Yeah. Um, no, the big things I have coming up is on um, March the 1st, mm-hmm. I'm going to be in Niagara Falls doing a um, a fundraiser and a benefit for um, a gentleman by the name of Rodney Pentland, who was a comic for many years with Yuck Yucks. Right. And uh, so the, all the money is going to the Kidney Foundation because oh, okay. he died of uh, having no kidneys. Oh, he had no. lost both of his kidneys, actually. That sucks. And he'd been through a lot. And so this is the 10th anniversary of this show, and I'm so excited to be doing that. So that'll be amazing. That's fantastic. And then the end of March, I'm going to be going to uh, Sudbury to do the Sudbury Laugh Out Loud Comedy Festival. Oh, beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah, so that should be a blast. coming up. Well, I definitely cannot wait to to hook up with you when you get back out west again. My apologies for not being able to do it when you were here, um, but it sounds like uh, it, it, we just hit the the top of of just the the sprinkling of of some of the history that that you've had in comedy. And I would love to do another podcast with you when you come out okay. west, or if I come out east. And and uh, yeah, I just uh, I loved your comedy. I thought you were fantastic on stage, and and I was just like I was asked like, who is this? This is person is fantastic and you carried the crowd why have the entire I never night. seen her before where, where, <laughs> why has she not been out west before there's so many hidden gems in canada that just it kills me because i'm like i'll just go somewhere i'm like how have i not heard of this person before like how is it you know i don't know what it is you guys need bigger push we need to push know, you more exactly well yeah and then sometimes it's just timing doesn't work out to come out there too so. yeah 
Definitely. A lot of times we don't make it out. Definitely. Where can people find you? And uh, I know I just checked out your website. Uh, where else can people find you? Don't go to shannonlevery.com. <laughs> I'm sure it's not really working anymore. I know um, when you're in cutting hair. That's a good thing. Yeah. I know Shannon that. Stand-up comic okay. on Facebook. That's my... Uh, my new free my new free website perfect my other one i haven't been able to update because i don't know why my friend didn't cancel it anyway <laughs> um so yeah shannon laverty stand-up comic on facebook and then i try to update that every time i have some shows coming up and, perfect yeah excellent well thank and you i have so- uh, yeah. i have a cd out as well it's called don't shush me you can get that on uh, itunes that's available there. Perfect. Well, we will yeah. definitely put the links up uh, in the podcast description. And uh, Shannon, thank you so much for making the time for me today. Oh, you're so welcome, Jake. I appreciate it. Absolutely. We will connect again, my dear. All right, folks, and there you have it, the interview with a very funny, very talented Miss Shannon Laverty. I enjoyed having her on the show. She was so fun to talk to, very funny. If you have a chance, check her out. Check out her website. We'll have the links up in the description. And I hope uh, I hope our co-producer, uh, Camille, is having a blast on vacay. I think she started this week, so wish her fun on vacay. Make sure to tweet at us using hashtag YYCP. All right, on behalf of myself, your host, uh, Jake Hirsch, and the entire crew at Yuck Yucks, Mr. Mark Breslin, executive producer, Kira Williams, co-producer, Camille Argue, and of course, the man who lays down all the beautiful acoustic jams for this, Mr. Lane Argue. Check him out, laneargueguitar.com. We will see you next week. <laughs>